Welcome everybody to another episode of Kev's Perspective. I'm your host Kev Lowe and today we have my guy Gay Dragon back on the podcast because we both just got off our first tour since COVID. The tour we went on was Struggle Jennings Tour and it was the Troubadour of Troubled Souls Tour. Um, so what is that you may ask? Struggle Jennings, first off, is Waylon Jennings' grandson who makes like rap country music. It's super, super different, super unique in his own lane type of deal. And um, this is the third tour SCLM Presents we have done with Struggle Jennings. Super good guy, super fun times. And um, we went to Omaha, Nebraska, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and Iowa City, Iowa. And it was super fun. Um, again, it was the first tour we've done since COVID has started in 15 months. And uh, we learned a lot. This whole podcast kind of goes over our favorite parts of tour, some of our, you know, not favorite parts in the realistic side of tour. We went over, um, you know, lessons artists could learn from, you know, even just a simple tour coming out of COVID. And then also, again, some crazy tour stories, of course. So please enjoy the episode. Chia. Got the, the voiceover voice. Got the voice. Just go ahead voice. and hit this real quick. Don't you dare play this podcast. My mom will watch this. <laughs> she thinks she thinks I'm off the nicotine. She does? Yeah, she does. How'd you convince her to love that one? I just said, hey mom, I'm done with that shit. I'm a better man. No, you're not. <laughs> and uh, I would have never believed that shit for two seconds, bro. That's what happened. Yeah, how did yeah. this, how, this looks fine. This looks great. Okay, this looks phenomenal. I mean, oh. I'm, I'm when you're when you're like in this little square right here, like right there. there. Yeah, we're just chilling right here. We're just chilling. Well, uh, I'm not gonna say welcome everybody because that's what I do in the intro. Let's just let's just fucking get going, dude. You know, welcome. Well, well fucking welcome. <laughs> okay, we're outside at a park. A uh, little scenery for those on audio. Yeah, um, look at this vista. This is actually in the middle of. Yeah. 35W is right there. This I is mean, I'm a. Sure they, the cop car. I'm sure they hear that. That's an indication. Someone, so someone told me that they don't hear the ambience like we do on uh, the podcast, which I really enjoy. They said that they don't they don't hear the ambience, and I was like, all I fucking hear when we have these headphones on is ambience. Well, we can. I mean, we can record the ambience for them and then leave a little treat at the end of the podcast. <laughs> leave a little fucking treat. Yeah, leave a little <laughs> leave a little breadcrumbs for them. Um, this is going to be a quicker podcast. The whole point of this one is just literally because we just got off our first tour since COVID. Yeah, yeah, over a year. Over 15 months of nobody in the world touring. Was it 15 months? It was 15 months. Cato said that. Cato, because all of our emails are saying it's been 15 months since nobody's toured. So it's like leverage for promoters, I guess. But yeah, don't worry about it. It's going to be... I'm just going to cover the wind. It, it's it's windy, but I think just put a fucking... Uh, was it a vocal expander on this bitch? And we'll be Something. Fine. I'm not an engineer. Oh, I'm, I'm not either. But Miles <laughs> taught me three things about vocals with podcasting, and that's it. Um, But yes, regardless, it's been 15 months of yep. nobody traveling for, for shows. So we got off our first tour. We went to Omaha, Nebraska. Yep. And we went to uh, Iowa City, Iowa. Yep. And then we went to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah. Very interesting you, place. How did you feel about it? Like overall, tour recap, it was a Struggle Jennings tour. It was the Troubadour of Troubled Souls. It was yeah. the most tongue-twisting motherfucking Troubadour of Troubled Souls. The struggle, if you're watching this, or his son, bro, you guys need to fucking think of a better name. Because it was a great name. It was just Troubadour of Troubled Souls. It's I was a like, tongue twister. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dude, it's, it's the definitely worst. a tongue twister. Because people would ask me, what, what, what was the tour name? Because everyone wants to know. And it's like, mm -hmm. even with Riff Raff, same shit. The Ultraviolet Pirates tour. I was like, fuck this. Dude. You got to be inventive, I guess. I mean, <laughs> what, what can you do? What can well, you do? It, Get the people like, what they want. Yeah, but 
I don't know, dude. Just as like as a as a patron, who gives a shit about what tour it is? You're not there because of the tour. <laughs> You're there because of the person. I'm there for the Peach Panther, baby. No, the Peach Panther, the yeah. the turquoise tornado, the yep. ultraviolet pirate. The yep. what else has he got? He's got the all sorts of stuff. The whole fucking that's riff for you. But I would say, listen, listen. First the, off, he's the, not a hologram. The yeah, he's not a hologram. Uh, the tour, it was great. It was I phenomenal. Think solely because of the fact that we were able to come back into that space. Yeah. And really, truly, like, unleash. Because yeah. I had been waiting for a moment. Like, you know, there's a couple local shows that I went to, but I just went, when you're able to be in, like, a tour setting. Yeah. And multiple days, and you're, you're dogging it with these people. Like, that is, like, that's almost home. Like, it, it's draining. And, like, I think somewhere around the neighborhood, we got, like, 20 hours of collective sleep but that was okay because we were fucking there and yeah. it, it was especially interesting because i had one i i'll be honest i had never heard struggle jennings music until i went to really? one of his shows didn't even look no oh. I, I was just like it's you know, good like I'll, I'll be there to experience it for myself and that's kind of what i wanted to do is i was like well I'm going to end up being at one of his shows anyways. Yeah. So I want to experience like the full weight of his music with him being there in front of me. Yeah. And I think hearing, hearing him in concert did it for me. Like dude, his, his, I'll be honest though. His live performances in my opinion are better than his recordings is like his actual production. His production's not bad is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that some people are just so good live. You know what I mean? And yeah. like some people even Trump, like I think, John Mayer, for example, anyone would rather hear him live than they would on a record. Not that his records are bad. It's just that if you hear John Mayer live versus the the John Mayer we hear on a record, mm -hmm. which one are you gonna pick? Well, and what you know you're what doing I mean? too is you're 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 getting. A, I'm not saying it's tame, but you're getting a a very calculated version of what that song yep. should be. Yep. But then when it's live, you're able to put that type of flavor and yep. extra little, you know, spritz Oomph. of magic yep. into the performance, which yep. I think makes it even more impactful, which is why I wanted to see him in person before I even listened to his music. Dude, he was, he was, regardless, struggle was phenomenal. The tour was fun. I think the overall, what I liked about tour, it was like, yeah, being in the environment again, obviously. But I think the biggest thing for me was the hustle and bustle of the music industry and why I joined it because I want this job so bad. You know what I mean? Obviously, you know, I'm going full time in October. I want to do this so bad all the time because of how busy it keeps me. And like, yeah, it has its flaws, right? Like for relationships yeah. and for, for other things. But when it comes to the hustle and bustle of like a show of, okay, when we get there, starting at three, even, even starting at like two or one, when, when, we're, getting, when we're waking up getting the rider items, you're on a schedule. And if you're not on a schedule, you're not, you're not doing it. You're, mm -hmm. you're the artist justice as a promoter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think overall, like I wanted to ask this to your favorite city. I could tell you mine right off the bat, but what was your favorite city? And I was surprised by what my favorite city was. I, I was expecting, how you doing? I was expecting to, I was expecting to, to have the, the second city pop off a little bit more. Iowa city. Me too. Um, it was, it, was, it was like, it wasn't bad. It just yeah. wasn't popping like we thought it would be. Yeah, mainly because I liked the venue. The venue was really Beautiful. nice. And that yeah. was like really good setup. Um, but the one, and I'm sure you're going to say it too, is I think the uh, Sioux Falls one was, yeah, was really that's good. that's exactly what I thought, dude. Because of the openers. The openers yep. killed it. And you know, I've never, ever said that. That's why I wanted to make this podcast so bad was I normally always talk about openers. Like, oh, here's tips and tricks. None of these guys needed tips or tricks. No, they, they got up there and they did oh, their dude, thing. Su okay, I'll be honest. Though. Okay, the openers for the first two nights, 
always a mixed bucket. When I book these guys, it's it's always like there's the guy who's starting and we put him first and the guy whose sound isn't there. And then you get the second guy who is better than the first. And then you get the third guy who is fire. And that's why I put Bronson on Ryan Bronson, really good artist. Go look him up every mm -hmm. night. He was the third. And the only thing was on the third night of Sioux Falls, when we were there, Duro was like a fucking shock to me, bro. Yeah. His name's Duro or Duro. Sorry, bro. I'm not really know how to say your name, but it's D U R O W. Well, I've never once booked an opener and then listened to their music off of the tour. I've never done that. I listened to his music, dude, post-tour for hours. He has so many hits, bro. Well, so he, many hits. here's the thing. We didn't even book him. He wasn't yeah. even the original guy that was either. supposed to show up. Yeah. There was another guy that was supposed to show up. His name is Rutch. Rutch the rapper. Really and good. You're really good, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And they have this, like, collective in, in Fargo um and they just literally have people on fucking deck yeah, ready far, to go you know, fargo north dakota and and i, I have to be very specific because you know it's funny my listeners some of them are in like europe so europe? Oh. shouts out to y'all um this is what minnesota looks like <laughs> this is not what, all of it no it's what some of it looks like but it's, it's nice back on topic yeah dude he wasn't even supposed to be there so i booked an opener called rush the rapper he ended up getting tonsillitis literally day before show yep and i was like fuck i you needed i needed his dj so i was like what am i gonna do he's like no I'm, I'm sending my homie and i've met this guy before but this guy was a hype man like i didn't even know who he was so when i saw him he wasn't even rapping his own music oh my god it's crazy the wind is nuts. wind is nuts um it's not even like before when we were in the gazebo talking about this last time it was like it wasn't even that bad this is like fucking bad i mean we are in the middle of the field so we did kind of shoot ourselves in the foot hey, but it was I, my I idea yeah i was like i offered way over the fuck over there where there's some kind of tree coverage yeah it does what can you do okay back on back on top <laughs> uh, topic um no so rush got tonsillitis he sent this dude who was a hype man came in fucking murdered it completely different music i've ever heard d-u-r-o-w i do not put plugs in unless they're my artists that i book and guess what little update I'm working on having him be a, be an artist that I book. There you go. I sent him the agreement, sent him the NDAs. He said he's having his little lawyer friend look at it, but he said he's, he said he's really hyped on it. So he's cool. most likely a yes. So I also book for Bodis, but now I'm going to book for this kid because I just saw him and he was so fucking good. Mm -hmm. Like, and people think also like as a promoter, you can't have multiple hats. Dude, Kato's fucking CMO of Riff Raff. He manages three artists. Did you know he still manages artists and is marketing for mm -hmm. four other ones on top of what he does and oh, the yeah. shit that we see him do? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, why can't you wear multiple hats? You can. I'm a booking agent and I'm a fucking promoter. Why the fuck can't I be? Well, and it's only the the uh, the status quo that puts you in the box of, oh, I'm only this, I'm only yep. that. 2020 has taught 2019 and 2020 has taught us that we can do whatever the fuck we want yep. and we can do as many things as we want as long as we have the capacity for it yeah don't overwork yourself don't overwork yourself don't but it. also most people that were around unfortunately need to overwork themselves or put some fucking foot best put their foot forward in my yeah. opinion i don't know anybody that does as much work as we do i don't other mm. than kato I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone like does it like, in their own way, but like outward facing, you know, like we don't see what other people I'm not do. saying like, fuck all of you. I'm the shit. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we work hard, but so do a lot of other people we know. And sure. like, yeah. but I think some people need to work harder. I see some people say they have all these aspirations that they haven't even made a dollar in what they're doing. And I'm just like, you can work a little harder. And yeah. that's, that's honestly what I want to get on the topic of openers as well. Cause yes, there was one good opener and that's what made Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But then there's always people that need to work a little harder. And there was someone that was a surprise guest on that show that I think sometimes just needs to put a little bit more effort into it mentally. I think, hold on. 
again, this happened last time we were doing this. We got an alarm, folks. Um, I don't know. What is it for? It's it, Don't worry about what it's for. Um, it's for his butt cream. <laughs> yeah, it's similar. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, it, I think just local artists need to learn. I texted you this today. It baffles me that artists don't know how to electronically, electronically sign something. I send you an agreement. You got to know how to electronically sign stuff nowadays. Like, he's, they're like, do you want me to print it off and scan it and send it back? I'm like, no, because I'm not there to sign that. So it's not legitimate. You know what I mean? If you print it off. So let's say I sent you an agreement and you said, I printed it off. My signature's not on it. You sign it, you scan it with your phone as a PDF and you send it back to me. It's not legally binding anymore. Mm-mm. Well, Adobe sign is like your notary. You know what I mean? Or well, HelloSign, whatever you use. Right. Well, DocuSign, I, I, I said this. I said you can use DocuSign. You can use SignEasy. You can use Adobe Acrobat. Or you can use Markup on an iPhone. Okay? Those, those are all the programs that fit Android and Apple iOS. And you're you telling me you, you don't know how to fucking sign something, bro? I literally have, I just went through a two-day process of having people sign out. If, if you're watching, listening, listening to this and you're like, damn, that's me, it don't, don't let my words piss you off. Just be better. Like, I didn't know how electronically sign stuff either. I didn't. It took me 10 minutes to figure it out, but I didn't know how. I just Googled it. Mm-hmm. There's no specific way to do it. Is if you can get your fucking signature on that fucking electronic page, that's all I care about. I'll put the date there even. All you have to do is go, mm-hmm. I'll do the rest. Yeah. That's why you can use something like I use Adobe uh, Acrobat. and like I love that, it, dude. You can sign it right in the email. It's now, so easy. Now, people say... Adobe Acrobat's like, oh, you have to pay for it. Well, there is a free version. I used to use it all the time. You have X amount of signatures, but just make for it. the client, it's free. I mean, all they have to do is they don't have to like sign it for an account. Uh, if you send them just a PDF, because if you send them a shared PDF, right, that's what you're talking about. When you yeah. send them a shared f- the cloud file, right, right. I don't do that. Um, I send them a copy. Sure. Got it. So then they need to open it up in whatever program they yes. choose. Reason being is because not everybody even has Acrobat. And if they don't have Acrobat, they're going to text me saying, I don't have it. And I'm going to say, download it. And they say, it's a whole back and forth. If I just <laughs> give them a PDF, it's actually better chances to have them figure out what program works best for them for them to give it to me. Seriously, because mm-hmm. most of my users are on iPhone. So then if I give it to you on an iPhone, there's a markup feature on the top right. You just say edit markup and then you're done. It's yeah. a free feature huh. on, any, on anything Apple. But when it's not Apple... When it's PC people, which honestly is super rare, it's it, contrary to what we talk about, because I use PC all the time for things that are not simple. When I give it to an artist, 99% of them are on Apple. We talked about that. The music yeah, industry is it's like... it's easy for them. But we actually talked about this too. Another topic is like, why? Like, Apple's actually not the best to use, and it's like really expensive. Like, it really isn't. Like, I'm saying in this case it is to sign documents, but like for DJing, for video editing, for everything, it's really actually not the best. Well, think about that for a minute. So... Aside from Pro Tools and aside from Pro Tools, which That's it. What, what program do you have on Windows that you can easily access that is made for that machine? Logic, which is what yeah ninety percent of people who make beats do, or Ableton, you know, if they're or if, FL if, Studio, yeah, whatever. If they want to do like orchestra work, or if they want to write their own notes, right? And then for yeah. DJing, like you have Virtual DJ, yep. you know, which is built right into the system, which is awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just more more or less ease of use, and a lot of the studios run Macs as well. Like, they still run Macs. I, know, I just don't understand that because everything they're using is not meant for, like, iOS. It's not. It's older equipment that was actually yeah. meant for, for PCs. Yeah. I just thought that was an interesting conversation. Yeah. I would love for, honestly, dude, I would love for Logic to come to Windows because dude, I... Dude, if they did that, Apple would be losing a lot of money. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen, it, no. but... 
Like a man can dream, can he? Fuck. Yeah, right. But that's one thing I would say about the tour was that I learned that. Sorry, my, my lips when I came off tour also chapped as fuck. And I don't know why. I just came back and like I can't get them moist. Um, what I was saying was South Dakota was great. The openers taught me a lot, but good and bad on both ends, right? So that's one part of tour. Uh, learning experiences. But there's also crazy stories about tour that uh that I forgot about that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm referring to. I'm not sure. That Which lady, one? The lady that stormed me on stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... I forgot that, that that's a part of tour. I did. I forgot that things like that might happen. That's mm-hmm. rare. The only time I've ever had a physical, like, altercation at a, at a show was, like, one of my first shows. And I just didn't know how to handle it. And I, like, got physical right away when I didn't need to. Um, not to say, like, I just went up and swung at somebody. It was like right. someone was in... It was, like, one of Buddy's friends that just wasn't listening to me. I told him to get the fuck out, and he wasn't respecting me because I was brand new. And essentially, I had to, like... Dr- grab them right and i was like get out yeah that's what i did right but this lady that i'm talking about we were in iowa city and i was standing so on every imagine this on every stage right and you, you saw this happen there's people that's performing and then, yeah and then there's there's a staircase and i was just like holding my ground like i was just like you know no security was around so i was like well there's an open staircase to the stage and even though it's an opener i don't need someone bum rushing the stage uh, there's equipment up there drum sets well, violins, yeah, fucking it's crazy. everything. Like, because Struggle had a whole band. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, Struggle had a whole fucking band there. And it actually, this this altercation led to one of their instruments almost being compromised. Yeah. Um, And I was standing there, and this lady comes up behind me, pats me on the back. And imagine this lady, everyone. And I'm going to be not so nice about it. She was a little heavier, and she was a country lady. And she had whiskey. She did. She had whiskey in her hand and a cowboy hat on. And she was ready to go. And she literally came up to me and was like, hey, I need to get on stage. And I said, no, you don't. That's what I said. I said, no, you don't. Right? You don't. No, you don't. I'm right here. No, you don't. I kind of wondered for a second. I was like, does she own the bar? Does she like want to no. make a speech really quick? Yeah, like, in the middle of someone performing, I knew that was bullshit. There's no, well, what else could it be? I was confused for a moment though. Cause she was like, she, you know, she, here's the thing. If you ever want to get backstage, I'm not telling you how to get backstage, but like <laughs> if you ever want to like go back into an area just look like you're supposed to be there yep walk past that person and be like yo what's up bob how you doing yeah see you again. seriously if it's securities in front of you and don't have any of like the stamps or stickers showing i, I used to do this too i actually did this I'll, quick story <laughs> you know this when i was managing pilot johnny uh, artist from minnesota I, I was in first avenue biggest venue in yeah, the wrestling match right yes it was yep. wrestlemania at first avenue okay high profile oh, wrestlepalooza sorry re- wrestle <laughs> wrestle fucking palooza and yep. I, I i went up to the box office and i said yeah my name's kevlo i should be on the list and they're like Oh, yeah, let me see. And I showed up in a suit. And they're like, no, we don't see you on this list. And I was like, are, are you sure? Because I'm my artist is performing here tonight. Pilot Johnny's right on the flyer. Like, I was like, do you want me to call him? And then I, like, I said, showed her the contact. And I said, look, he's, he's right here. You want me to call him? And she's like, sure. And I had his contact. I call him. And she's like, yeah, sir, you're going to have to go to the back of the line. I was like, no, I don't. Hold on. I, I said, no, I don't. Hold on. I go. said, Pilot, come get me. As security was pulling me out, Pilot goes, no, 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 he's with me. He's with me. And then they immediately let me walk. No ticket, no brace. I was under underage. No, no nothing. Confidence. And then I, I walked behind. And pilots like, I need to go backstage. I walked past security. I said, "That's my artist." Walked past security to the back room where the artists are, bro. And I went, "Oh, what's up? What's up? What's up?" And just sat there and watched my artist do his thing. Yeah, and it's I was confidence. Like, it is. It's confidence and acting like you need to know what you're doing. And I <laughs> just became a promoter like the week before. Like I just <laughs> didn't become a promoter. I was starting to work with Cato then, and then I was in the realm. But yep. it was a. Uh, 
That's what I did. But this lady tried to do the same thing. She came up to me and said, hey, I need to get on stage. And I said, by looking at her with whiskey in hand, looking like a country girl, there's no fool in me. I was like, no, ma'am, you don't. I'm the promoter. There's one <laughs> other person that needs to be on the stage, and he's not here. And um, literally, she, she said, well, it's my dying wish. I have cancer. I have cancer. Okay. What do you say to somebody I in that? I have cancer. Just like that. Just over and over again. And she escalated herself. She started by saying hun, being super calm, and just screaming, I have cancer. And I was like... How do you even react to somebody uh, like that? I, I was I was like... I well. so Then she tried to walk past me, and I put my arm there, and I was like, no. And given I look big, I'm small compared to how I used to be. And this lady was like strong as fuck. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, she was a strong, strong broad, like really strong, really, really strong. Mm -hmm. Like she was a like, farm chick. Like I could feel it. I was like, oh fuck. So she had her drink in one hand. And she only this whole time she was only using one hand to try to get past me, and I almost couldn't do it. If she used both, I would have been fucked. I, That's that flipping hay bales at 5 a.m. type energy. Whatever that is, me? bro. Yep. She tried to push herself on stage. Yep. I put my arm there. Very quickly, I said, ma'am, you need to get off these stairs. And then Gage just goes, just eyebrows up. Whoa. <laughs> and then uh, uh, like, you can't hear much over music at this point though within this all happened within like 30 seconds it started with just tapping me saying i have cancer to saying it's her dying wish to then grabbing the side so there's a railing over here on your left and on her right was this like piece of furniture on the stage and she was mm -hmm. holding both with but when with a drink in hand so i don't know how she was doing this but like she I said. was just strong bitch <laughs> and she straight up dude tried to get past me and kept pushing me and pushing me at this point i'm leaning my full body into her and i said i literally went get security get security and i was just freaking out dude i was just yelling at anyone to get security gage as a media person starts scrambling this two-story venue for security <laughs> this lovely venue booked one one guy person yep for two story venue he didn't even have a shirt on for me to identify him it was crazy i was like well and looks like i'm getting my hands dirty but then he finally came he's just by I the don't know what by the doing. by the time you got him and i was it was just me and this girl trying to push her way on stage i had one person physically talking her to a one guy who was an opener trying to talk to her and be like hey listen you don't need to be up here another opener at the same time this guy's talking yeah. to her trying to rip her off and then a third person comes into the mix uh, so there's five people in this corner with me and it was a lady who worked there her uh her niece saying you need to get off the stage you need to get off the stage and then finally this sixth person the security guard just rips her the fuck off dude just rips her and she falls to the ground and that that's the story of that those are the type of people that you need to give a six pack of bush light and <sighs> seinfeld seasons three and four and send them on their merry way the fact they that, have no place here the fact that <laughs> i even had to go through that dude all that would have taken was just security to be where they're supposed to be I'm blaming security for that one. That's all it took. I was there in place of security, and all if it was security, that girl would not have done that. I promise no. you. It was just some scrawny kid with a chain on. Yeah. She she probably thought I was just chilling. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, you're not getting anywhere. But that was that was her. Obviously, that was her dojo. We were a visitor yeah, in her I, dojo. I that's what I heard. I heard we were a visitor <laughs> of their venue and whatever it was. People stories like that happen all the time on tour, and sometimes you don't know what you're it's gonna get. Thing. Everything was happening perfectly. Everything was timed right. Like no one was late on their set. Everyone uh, was set uh -huh. up perfectly. Sound check went great. And then the whole thing why I'm saying by the the instrument got compromised when when she fell, she tried to last minute. 
grabbed the railing on the left and she knocked over a really fragile instrument. And I don't know if that's what did it because it also got knocked over once before, but it was placed on a speaker. I'm not shooting shots. I'm just saying I, I used to be a drummer. You you always either have a backup of stuff or you always have a quick fix. It's called a break-fix solution. Okay, mm-hmm. In tech, it's called break-fix solution for anything you're doing. Yeah. Every company, every artist, no matter what you're doing, you should have a break-fix solution. And what that means is when you break it, what are you going to fix it with on the, do- on the dot? Or mm-hmm. what are you going to bring as a fixed solution? Which is why, I mean, usually people have like guitar techs and stuff like on site ready to go. Even with you, like what's happens. your break fix? Like, well, let's say, let's say a light broke. What do you mean? Like a light? Oh, I mean, I have a couple more. I have like redundancy. Right. You have a ton of but, lenses. You have SD card breaks. What are you going to do? Just grab another SD card. Yeah, I got more SD cards, but... I'm just saying, okay, yeah. what if what if the lens breaks? That's the only thing that I could think of that you just can't replace. You would switch to the lens, but it wouldn't be optimal. No, it wouldn't. No. I mean, that's the thing, too, is just like, I think the forethought of like, hmm, maybe I should... If this is my only instrument or if this is my only piece of gear that I have to operate at, yeah. at a... 100% that I need to make sure like that is like I value that just as much as my life yeah it, it, it just wasn't ideal when I heard that he couldn't even perform that night the artist couldn't because I the, think he did a little bit though he tried it was just a matter of he did a little but I was just mad that that lady again if you're drunk and you're at a show you don't even know what your actions could do you, you, the, she fucked up part of the live set majorly mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like you don't realize that you're little drunk so and then later on she comes back in the venue and punches somebody Twice. in the face dude she, start, she started a brawl during struggle set and that was pretty wild and he actually stopped yeah, the he show stopped the he set and said I don't do that shit we don't do we don't do none of that here. No. None of that. No. Nope. Which was good. And again, with those people, security, that's all I need to do. I've never, I've never had a problem with security until that mm-hmm. show. Well, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I mean, true. I've never had, I've had problems with security, but never once have I like, just, just the lack of just them not being there. And there have <laughs> been shows where security aren't there, people. Like security doesn't show up to every show. They don't, they're, not, they're not just there. You have to pay for them, right? Sometimes yeah. we're like, we don't need them tonight because we know the crowd's going to be tame. So for Riff Raff, for example, there really, there will be. I know there will be, but we don't need it. Like, I don't think it's dire. I don't think it's, if someone said, hey, there's 500 bucks for security, we'd be like, nah, fuck that. We'll save it. We'll bring one person with us. But, mm. you know, if if it's like, like it usually is like security's not expensive. Like a fleet of four people, it's like three, four hundred bucks. They each could pay like a hundred bucks. Well, and here's the thing too. Struggles the entire crew. They they were their own security. Yeah, for so struggle. There's yeah. some big ass fucking dudes. I w- I'll tell you what. When <laughs> the first night, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to these guys. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in there, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know try to insert myself into yeah. the group a little bit. Yeah. But the the first night was fucking terrifying. Omaha? Yeah, Omaha. It was just like, yeah. you know, they were very the, standoffish. It's it's the funny thing too is like don't judge a book by its cover because he's coughing. As soon as I started to talk to them and get to know them, I was like, oh, what what am I worried it, about? It, it took until the second night for that to happen. The first night we again just remind people struggle Jennings. I've done this is my third tour with him, and not full tour, but third consecutive date. Like, how do I say this? We have multiple dates with artists. Technically, it's a tour. That's three third tour, right? Um, and I, I did with them. And the first night, they were like, "Who are you?" To me and Kato, they're like, and Kato went, "Are you serious?" Like <laughs> he's like, 
what the fuck? And like, we were, he was like, oh, fuck, like to him. But to me, he didn't know. By the second date by Iowa City, they were like, bro. I mm-hmm. think what they did, though, is I'm not kidding. I think what they do is like, they're like, wait, hold on. We've worked with these guys before. They start jogging their memory on the bus and they're like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Because yep. it's like, think about how many promoters they work with a night and every oh. tour. Like, how many people they meet in they a day? They have 30, 40 dates on a tour. Here. Yeah. 30 dates minimum. Yep. And I'm only three of those. Yep. So it's like, who are you? But they remember this third night, they were like, buddy, buddy, hugging us, like all that good shit. Yep. But I know you're talking about Popcorn is the guy he's talking about. If you look up Popcorn Savage on Instagram, really fucking... Shameless plug. He does fitness. Really cool guy. Great. Really cool guy. Really nice. Just really fucking scary if you get him pissed off. The mm-hmm. dude is unreal. The dude's mm-hmm. unreal ripped. He does fitness. When we're talking about fitness, he's not just like a little bit of muscle. The like entire veins popping out. Zero 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 two percent body fat. Do you actually know what his percent? He told me his percentage of body fat. What was it? Three percent. <laughs> Look at me. I'm not a fitness guy. You gotta fucking know what that means. Three percent of body fat. Do okay. So your body mass index thirty means you're thirty percent. Yeah. So when you look at BMI, I just checked last time. I'm I look okay, right? I'm 32. Popcorn is three. And that's three. all muscle. Bro, he's unreal. Crazy. He's fucking crazy. But that's what he's talking about. His struggles, people are like outlaws. If you think of like cowboy outlaws, badass fuckers who are into fitness, like that's their entire crew pretty much. The yep. only guy that wasn't that we thought was really nice. Shout out to Zach, man. I don't know if they're ever going to listen to this stuff, but Zach Garner is a really cool guy. He was the guitar player for, for Struggle. And before Struggle had a guy who looked badass as fuck. His name was Trap Duvall. He was fucking cowboy hat. Dude, like, only a black vest was ripped also. The dude was also ripped, and he had a bass. He played all the way down here. <laughs> and then I meet this Zach guy. I'm like, dude, who are you? Fucking Ron Pope's guitar player comes, mm-hmm. on, comes along and goes, what's up, dude? What he doesn't have in tattoos, he makes up for extreme guitar shredding skills. Dude is unreal on the guitar. For though. sure. Unreal on the guitar. For sure. Um, very nice guy. It's just funny to see, like, he struggles whole group of badass outlaws. And then you got Kareem, the drummer, who is literally just an ungodlike drummer, but he doesn't look like he'd be a badass. The whole tour package said the same thing. They said if Popcorn's not the scariest guy, Kareem was. Oh, really? Dude, super nice guy. Like, unreal wow. nice. Yeah, he's I super think nice. About that. But he's from Phil- bad parts of Philly, I guess. Oh. Just like a bad, but that's the thing, like that your reaction is like, really? Because every time I see Kareem, he's like, what's up, dude? Like, he's like super, super nice. Yeah, he's a stand-up gentleman. But you, you never know, dude. I've never seen the ugly side, which is a good thing. You don't want to see that. Well, and that means that, that we did our job well and that's we it. stayed the fuck out of their way, which yep. is what we're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, and that's honestly like, funny enough, a lot of tour is relationships if you're into it. Some people, when they think tour, they think of just the artist side of it. I just listened to my, I just released a podcast with Peter Parker last week and when this comes out. And uh, it literally, dude, he made a good point. He said, we need less artists in the world because everyone who thinks tour, they think artists, they think fun, they think tour sure. bus, they think wild nights. Dude, when you're on our end, it's you go to the show at three. Before that, you go to the Walmart or Target to get the rider items for their drinks, their food, whatever. Go to the venue for 12 hours. Once the show's done, because a lot happens in between there, go to the hotel. And when your friends want to go out and party, you say, nah, dude. I'm going to transcode footage. And I, I, I'm like, I'll be on an Excel spreadsheet. And we got dominoes one night. 
Yep. And we just worked. And then we passed it at like three in the morning when we were done working. And then we were up at seven AM. That continental breakfast baby. Dude, the Sioux that, Falls. The biscuits and gravy. Sioux Falls had a here. nice little continental because again Get here. during COVID, nobody had a continental breakfast, which kinda that's why everything's cheaper for hotels. Because uh-huh. the amenities aren't there. So they're like they're lowering the prices. Yeah, nobody's booking. No. And um yeah, because every night, imagine how busy normally hotels are. Dude, it was dead in every place we were at. Mm-hmm. Dead. Yep. No one got COVID because we got our shots. So we're good. But dude, every hotel didn't have a continental. So the third night when you said I was just, I was still laying in the hotel bed and get and uh, Gage walks in and he goes, Kev, there's a pretty sick continental breakfast. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So we fucking went and checked it out. I think I got like a muffin, a stale biscuit and like some shitty gravy. Oh, in my, in my mind, I was like, I do declare yeah. I will take another biscuit. I didn't even eat it all, but I just like took it just so I could have it. <laughs> You know, I was like, "Ooh, look at this! An apple. There's a muffin. There's cereal. A package, so a packaged muffin. And we're at like a super eight, like pretty shitty hotel. But that was the nicest hotel we had. It was the nicest. Thing. That's another fucking thing. These openers think they're gonna get like the Radisson Blue or a fucking Hilton, dude. We're staying in Days Inn, super eights. Uh, what else? Fucking just like this travel lodges. You know what I mean? Like they don't maximize uh, profits, baby. They just don't. They, they, they don't realize that like." If you're spending money on a hotel, if you spend less money, you make more money because there's less costs for your revenue. Well, and think about it too. Like, okay, we can get a, a swanky, nice hotel room, but we are in the hotel room to like work for a couple hours and yep. pass out. What are we doing in there that we need to have like? We're in that hotel room. Fiji water. You we're, know? In, we're in that hotel room from eleven to twelve or eleven to one. Then we leave to go get rider items, and then when we come back, it's like midnight, one in the one in the morning. Yeah, and we pass out, and then yeah. we wake up. The only thing I I require is that if it's for one night, you can bouge out a little bit because it's like a $20 difference from really shitty to really nice sometimes. Sure. But if it's multiple nights, multiple rooms like we did, like just if it's really that bad of a hotel, the first night, the, it was pretty bad in Omaha. Pretty, It was pretty bad. It smelled like piss in the hallways, Gage. Don't even, no one was at the front desk to check us in. We just walked up. Really? How'd you, how did we get our keys then? Kato just went back down at like midnight. And checked, and checked himself in. Oh. Because there's no cancellation once you book. So he just, like, printed off key cards himself? No, he said he went behind. He literally was like, I went behind the desk, picked up a key card, and then he was, Then someone finally came out. But when we got there, <laughs> you remember when we got there, the lady said, I need to run to the bank quick, and then she just never came back. <laughs> I wasn't there when that happened. Yeah, you were. You were. You need to run to the bank. Yeah, she said, she said hey, I have to run to the bank quick. And then we're, we're like, all right, whatever. And then we, I go back down before we leave. She's not there. We come back to, from the show. She's not there. Oh. And Kato's like, I already got one room, but I'll get the other room later. Because like he went and got it like one, two in the morning. Like oh, So I was right. like, so anyway, um, Omaha, Nebraska, days in was garbage. And I slept with my clothes on on top of the fucking bed because I was scared of bed bugs. There's COVID in the sheets. Not COVID, just fucking <laughs> bed bugs. I don't want to wake up with fucking little bites all over my body. And then we have two more cities to go to. You that know what I mean? Suck, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. people don't realize that also uh, a lot of driving involved. Tons of driving. You find somebody that likes to drive. I like to drive. Like I really don't mind because I yeah. mostly I get very sick in the car if I'm not driving and I'm yeah. doing something how you, else. How are you going to do that when we travel to to Fargo? It's like <sighs> it's only three and a half hours, I guess. I think what I'm going to do is I'm literally going to put a sheet over my body. So I can't see the outside because that's the thing is like if I'm working on my laptop yeah, and I can motion. see like the motion outside, I'm like, whoa, it's just like it's too much of an adjustment for me. So I think honestly, I will put a sheet over myself and then like just 
work on the recap. That's whatever works, it. whatever works, you know? I mean, because that's the thing. He drove, first day was five hours and 45 minutes. Second day, four hours. Mm-hmm. Third day, five hours and 30 minutes. Well, and that's the testament to, like, literally how much time we fucking have, too, is, yeah. like, that time that I was driving, I could have been working on, like, the video stuff, which yeah. I wasn't able to because we didn't have any fucking time. Yeah, we, we also didn't Crazy. tell you. We, we, we hired a media guy and didn't tell him what we wanted, so kudos to CLM Presents. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> We're all about learning here. <laughs> <laughs> I normally tell people, like, this is exactly what I want. Like, when we when I did the mod tour with the two other guys, um, I told them, one of you is doing photo, one of you is doing video. Every night, I need photos at the end of the night, and every every next day by noon i need the video yeah video never happened mm. but photo did hence why i still work with the photo guy photos <laughs> you know i don't i don't and photos is yeah it may be easier to crank out than video but i'm asking for a 30 second clip i i've i've myself knocked out an okay 30 second clip in about 20 minutes yeah really doesn't, if you're really shitty about it not that not that bad i just need an instagram clip it doesn't need to be what you make you make fucking movies for a 30-second Instagram clip. If you go to CLM Presents on the, our Instagram, our last couple posts, you can tell which one's gauge because one's just unreal and then one's just, like, fucking shitty. Which I'm really is not spending a ton of time on those. Really? Not really. How long, you think? Be honest, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Like an hour? Well, here's the thing. This is the thing that people don't understand is if I can crank something out in 30 minutes to an hour because of my experience, that's the quality that it is, right? Like, right. So when somebody's like, You know, somebody thinks that, like, how much time you put into something immediately translates to to how good it is. Well, for somebody who's, like, a novice who spends 30 minutes on something, I'm not saying I spent 30 minutes on it, but it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe you need to do this a little bit more and put some more time into it. But I've done this so much. I did that struggle recap in, like, hour and a half, two hours. That's not that bad. That's really not that was That was unreal for what we got. And the the whole point is to, like show people the whole point of recaps i guess people is like even if you're an artist you should be giving yourself a little recap um just show people when they're not there to get people enticed for the next show like when i was a show when i again i still go to shows i look at the promotional company i technically do i want to see what they're about i want to see what the experience they bring because the whole point is whoever is throwing that event whether it be the artist the venue or the promotional company or the event company whoever it is they're the ones in charge of the experience Mm -hmm. so and as an artist you only can do so much. Like when I gave those artists in Sioux Falls, their 15 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever. Um, some of them really knew how to use it. Duro did not waste a minute. He, yeah. he didn't. He had a whole set seamless, did not sit there and do some talking filler. He just kept going. Yep. The crowd fucked with him. But then you got the people who followed that were like, you know, not the, not, they were good. It's just some people just didn't have that experience. When I was Kevlo, I didn't have that. I didn't mm-hmm. have the, I had good crowd engagement, but I didn't have a whole seamless set with where my DJ knew exactly after the word I said he would do it. Right. You know, he didn't say go DJ. He'd be like, and this is my love story. You know what I mean? Like yeah, whatever, it, whatever yeah. it is, it, sure. it's just phenomenal. Struggle had a good time with that too, but you could tell by the, I think by the third night I could tell every night he, he doesn't say the same thing. But he, he, he fills, he does improv, and then says the same one or two sentences that kicks him into the next song. Yeah. That's all it needs to be. That's all it really needs to be. As long as your life set's well rehearsed and together mm-hmm. and tight-knit, it doesn't matter. Yeah, just work on those transitions and, like, rehearse. That will, yeah, rehearse. Fucking rehearse, dude. You don't need a sound check to rehearse. Mm-hmm. Go in your basement and rehearse. Mm-hmm. That's what Bodis did. My artist literally sat in his basement with his DJ, and he didn't have a live equipment at all. And they just played it off a laptop and he rehearsed with him and said, this is when I want you to punch me. 
They set up all their presets on his DJ board. And that's all, that's all Duro did. For someone to say that they don't have the resources to be able to do what they need to do, it, that's that's almost kind of like not an excuse at this point anymore because we're so, everything is so accessible. Yeah, I know a guy that can literally record who who works exclusively off of GarageBand on his phone, and he makes bangers for artists that everyone who's listening to this podcast listens to today. Yeah, unbelievable. So for you to tell me that you can't do something if you have a phone in your pocket. Get out of here. Yeah, and that that is true. That is true because when I brought on struggles, one of his good friends, Big Buzz, um, Buzz just had his files on his phone, and he he said, "I'll airdrop them to you." He airdropped oh, yeah. them to me. I had a phone, so he airdropped them to me. Yep. I emailed him to the DJ, and we called it a day. Even if you don't have that accessibility of you know, like no one's working with you, if you're solo, dude, phones. If you have an auxiliary port in your phone, like the old days, bring an adapter. It costs you eight dollars at Apple. Yep. Okay. If you have an Android, same thing. It's an adapter. Costs you eight bucks, ten bucks, maybe twenty bucks max. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Yeah. And even if most venues, some venues still have an auxiliary port. Just give it to the sound guy. But hey, bro, I got my full set pulled up right here. Just just press play. Exactly. That's all you need to do. You have to have that kind of preparation, and then you also have to have your DJ or your live, whatever your band, whatever it is, to be rehearsed. Those mm-hmm. are the two biggest things I learned. Again, back on tour, back to openers, what you guys need to learn. Rehearse your sets to be different. Make sure that you're not singing over your music, right? And actually have a live set and learn how to fucking sign an electronic document. That's really irking you, isn't it? it? Is, oh, geez. It is 2020 fucking one, <laughs> dude. You can figure out how to download a free program from anywhere. It just, it pisses me off because it's, it, it, I struggled for two days on some of these openers, just like two full days of me going, this is how you do it. But, and it's like to some people, it's not a big deal in shows when you have so much to worry about. Mm-hmm. There's so much other shit I need to worry about. There's so much other shit as a videographer you need to worry about than to have someone ha- fucking harping you on a simple question. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm acting like a dick, but it's like I've done this so many times now where it's like, dude, stop. Just Google it. I Google it every time. If they have an issue, there has been times where I'm like, I actually don't know that. I Google it. I send them the Google thing I find and they fix it. And it's never it's never been a hindrance. I think I think it's 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 okay as long as they ask questions. If they don't know... And they ask, how can I figure this out? That's fine. That's totally cool. Don't, but I don't think, say this is my problem, period. Yeah, I think if you're if you're just like digging into your own ignorance, then you need to like, you know, do something else. Don't just because, say, hey, it's not letting me sign my name. Yeah. I, I'd be more than happy. Like people ask me video questions all the time. And like the reason they're asking me is because more than likely they're trying to figure out a solution. Yeah. And I'm more than happy to share all my fucking knowledge as, as, as to what I know and what I've experienced right. to help that person in any way I can. But if they're just asking me just to ask me and just get information from me and just be trying to, you know, just kind of like being that guy, just being yeah. a squirrely little guy, yeah. then I don't want to talk to you. But like, if you're trying to like build off of something, you're yeah. trying to be constructive, yeah. you're trying to be motivated. Hell yeah. I will tell you everything that I know. Yeah. Hundred percent. But again, you're saying the people who are asking the how to questions or what do I do? Sure. Not just this is my problem. And that's everyone I'm getting. I'm getting people who are just going, like for example, I had a guy, he emailed me the other day and he said, I can't sell twenty tickets in your area. That's all he said. He didn't give me another yeah. solution. He didn't give me because again, that's that that's like a minimum buy on, right? Like it's not any surprise if you're in the music industry, right? It really isn't. If you're an artist, guess what? For some shows that are high caliber, not really high caliber, but to an extent, that's not a local show. 
you're and there's a lot of money behind it, you're going to have to either pay your way in or make money or give me some kind of a negotiation. Give me a deal. So, and there have been times where Entice them. someone goes, hey, man, I pull 100, 150 people to my shows. Here's here's the here's the fucking like numbers to prove it. Throw me on your show. Okay. Like if you can prove to me that you bring those people and there's numbers behind it and there's charts and there's everything I got. Sure. Which means you should have no problem selling tickets. That that's usually gives me more leverage to say, okay, well then 20 shouldn't be a big deal. So this guy said, well, I can't do that. And I said, okay, please inquire for future opportunities. Thank you for asking. Have a great day. Literally 10 minutes later, 10 minutes later, some guy calls me that I worked with a year and a half ago. Hey bro, I'll do whatever it takes. Someone's mm-hmm. hungrier than you. Yeah. Someone's always hungrier than you in yep. any industry you're in. And the moment that you, I mean, I'm not saying that every time you hesitate, you're losing an opportunity, but in, in a sense you kind of are because like if, if you, if you make an excuse for yourself as to why you can't do something or why you can't accomplish this task, I can guarantee you there will be somebody that will be able to ask the right questions and figure yeah. that out. But then you're going to be pissed. The counter to that though is like, the counter to that is like, okay, well, maybe they don't have the money because of, like, I'll, I'll get grief all this all the time. Sure. It's been COVID, Kevin. They're broke. They may have a family. They may, they may, then why are you inquiring about a show? Let's just be flat out honest about it. Then why are you inquiring about a performing opportunity where it's going to be, you know, a good amount of people there right out of COVID, high demand? Why would I just, yeah, you can get on for free, bro. If your foundation is crumbling, you shouldn't be looking for a no, show. No, and if you can get if you if no. you're if you're coming to me and you can do two three hundred people by yourself, then why are you coming to me? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the point too is like everyone thinks shows are like this like really fun like always like you know crazy time like oh no. you know nothing's going wrong but like no. there, there's a goal that you have to have with the tour like for instance like. Like, are you trying to get exposure? Are you trying to sell merch? Are you trying, like, did you have a project that just dropped that yeah. you're trying to promote? Like, that's the biggest thing, too. If you need to go on, you need to do shows once you have something out. Yeah. Not just recycling old music from a year ago. Shows for the sake of shows. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's fun to be on stage for you, but like, it's a waste of money unless you have it, an it, end goal. It's a waste of time. Your, yeah. your biggest, your biggest financial reason is time. And during that time of that, even that 20 minute set, you've been at that venue for a couple hours just right. prepping for it, right? Uh-huh. Don't go. Don't go. There's, there's no point. You, you would, I would rather you be making some fire music in the, in the booth than, you know, fire music in the booth. I'd rather you be making something than you coming to one of my shows and being like, I want to perform and you're recycling the same stuff or you don't have anything new or you don't have some merch to sell. Like, I think the biggest thing as an opener is if you're not selling anything at that show, you're doing yourself a disservice because if you're allowed to make some money, man, like Mm -hmm. these people are drunk, they're ready to give you their money. Mm -hmm. I'm just being honest. And network too. Socialize. Network with, network with your promoter. Network. I used to just go to shows and be a patron and pay, not even if I'm performing, to figure out, okay, I just went to three big shows this month and I saw the same guy on stage every time and he, everyone was answering to him. Who is that guy? Yep. That's that's literally what I looked for. I, mm-hmm. I, well, that's what I, my goal with shows was I skipped prom. I went and had a good time at a show, but then I was in front row, not for my selfish reason to get fucking hammered and, you know, hang out with girls or whatever. It was, I went there and I went, okay, I saw Mac Miller and I saw Mod Son, but who was with these people? And I looked at the most attainable person I could reach, which was Mod. And I literally, sorry, Mod, if you heard that, you, you already know it's all business, right? I... I literally saw Mod, and then I saw JL, his manager, and he saw, I was like, this bald guy is at every fucking show that this guy's at. Mm-hmm. He must be important. I went and talked to him, right? Yep. I find out, I asked him a couple questions. Hey, bro, what's your name? What's your role? Where are you from? When I found out they were from Prior Lake, that where I'm from, that was the game changer. Connection. I went, mm, okay, so he just opened for Mac Miller, and I'm trying to get in the scene. I need to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And he 
was partially the reason when Cato said he knew him because I met Cato at a show doing the same thing. I went, right. this guy's at every show. Who's that? I met Cato, then Cato knew him. Eight years later, I'm on Mod's tour bus. There you go. Full that, circle, baby. It may take eight fucking years. Yeah. But you can get it might to where take you longer. Be. But that's that's why like I, I just I hate when artists are like fucking yelling at me and shit. And I'm like, bro, like I I was in the same spot. Do you think I got mm-hmm. born into my role? Do you think I got born into this shit? No, you didn't either. No, well, you you didn't come out the womb gauge going, I'm shooting fucking crazy video. Like it's not no. how that works, dude. Uh-uh. And that's the thing too, is it's just like, it's such a process. And unless you have consistency in your diet every single day, along with yeah. your Wheaties, cause you should have Wheaties every Shut day. The fuck up. Breakfast of champions. Fuck your Wheaties. They didn't have Wheaties at uh, super eight. I was kind of pissed off. Anyways, <laughs> that's super. besides the fact, if you don't have consistency in your work and what you're doing, there's no way you're going to, if you're, if you're constantly looking for the end goal, like the end goal is not the purpose, right? The no. end goal is like, okay, great. Like I hit this milestone, like I, I won a Grammy or I, you know, I won an Oscar, whatever it was. Fall in love with the process. Yeah. It, it's the journey along the way because the yeah. second you get to that end goal and you're like, oh, okay, well, I made it. Oh, I forgot how the fuck I got here. Dude, that's true. Dude, people, you know how many times people <laughs> you know? have asked, like even Kato, I'm like, dude, how did you get to where you're at? He goes, fuck, I, I don't know. Just woke he, up. He, literally, he literally went like, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. You've heard him say that all the time. He says it all the time. He's like, couldn't tell you. I'm like, dude, you he know. He is old. It's okay. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Shots got him. Um, I saw your, uh, your uh, back ointment. Don't even worry about it, bro. I got you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Fucking, we make fun of our boss, my this, boss. He's not even that old. I'm not going to give no, away he's his not age, old. but like, he, no, he just, he, the fact of that, the fact of he wears like, he just acts like an old man. Yeah. You act like an old man, homie. Like you just, you <laughs> act old, bro. I, I had to, I, your knee was bumming out on tour. So I bought you CBD ointment <laughs> to put on your knee. And then he told us the next day, he's like, Oh, that CBD cream was real nice. God, he's going to, fu- whatever. I'm Piece clipping it, dude. I'm clipping Clip it. it. Um, Clip it. What were we talking about? We were talking about, uh, like, Trying to think. Remembering the process of why you got there and yes. enjoying the journey versus yes. constantly seeking the end goal. Yes. That, that yeah. actually it reminded me when we were in that shitty hotel in Omaha. I was like, look, I may be complaining because Kato said, you're, you're complaining a lot. And I was like, you know, you're you right. Were. I was complaining a lot. And I was like, because I was really annoyed with the hotel. And um, But the thing is, I was like, I'm even in a hotel that I that the company pays for. And I'm in this position where I'm prepping to run a show. This is like a dream when I was 17, 18. I was like, I never thought I'd be in, right? And I'm in a different city I've never been in. Like, these are the stories that I heard about that were glorified. In all reality, that's the truth. The truth about tour is this, this right here. You will stay in shitty hotels. You will eat like garbage, and you will have the worst, smelliest shits of your entire oh, life sure. on tour. Yep, absolutely. the worst. You will not feel good any day of the week that you're on tour. After the first day, your body and health is out the fucking door. When Justin Bieber, remember that a long time ago, he was like, "I just need to stop my tour for mental health." Even someone on that echelon who gets taken care of, who blah blah blah, mm-hmm. dude, going from city to city and not showering and just being. Fucking even if you do shower, right? We showered. Even if you just it's just going places like that. It's, it's draining. Just, it's draining going yeah. and running shows and performing and the, you know, it's eating like garbage because you have no other choice. Like there's no It's so quick, man. E- e- like even in Iowa City, Iowa, that we like Omaha, Nebraska had some okay food because it's a developed city. Like, mm-hmm. We went to okay places. When I mean okay, I mean Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, uh, what is it? Uh, come and goes. I'm talking quick trips. I'm talking those are pretty. You're lucky if you can get those. Yeah. Just to be honest on tour. 
that we went to the Iowa City, Iowa, dude, phenomenal. We the people were performing at a smokehouse. Okay, we got lucky. The, so that good. food was on. Get out of dude. here. I had a. What, what did you have? I forgot. I had a. Um, I had pulled pork brisket. That's what I had. Pulled I had pork the brisket. the burnt end. Uh, That's sandwich. Right. The burnt end oh. was really, really good. And when we ate that, dude, it, we had the fries in the side of garlic fries. Mm-hmm. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, we, we lucked out. Oh. And the only reason we ate that is because it was literally at the spot that we were performing. Yeah. If, Otherwise, yeah. we would have no time to go anywhere and do that stuff. No. And like and at, at the venue in Omaha, we didn't eat at all. I don't think we didn't eat at all. No, we did. We went to the bar across the, the street, we went to that burrito spot. Across the street. No, that was, was the first night. I'm sorry. That was no, yeah. That was the first night. We went to the burrito spot across the street, and that was the good food that we had the first night. But before that, before that to show, actually, like before and after that, we had shitty food. And then mm. you go. Regardless, we went to a couple decent places. But then, like the third night, we're in Sioux Falls. I think one night I had really shitty Domino's too. Mm, really, some lava cakes and really. Some- Really Whatever. bad Domino's, dude. Three yeah. in the morning Domino's, like at the point where they just don't even fucking care. Dude. I think they like. I think oh my when God. it hits one a.m., all the Domino's employees just go ahead and put blindfolds on, and then they just like see how well they can do or in the dark. They, or if they're like, "Oh, yo, remember that that fucking pizza we had an hour ago or two hours ago? It's been sitting Let's on the just burger. Throw that in there. Just give it to them. Just give it to them. Like at that point, and they were an hour, or two hours late. It took them two hours to get to us. Mm-hmm. You were you were like. Where's this fucking Domino's, bro? Well, and by that point, I was like, well, I'm ready to go to sleep. But then the, the, the Domino shows up, so I'm, like, asleep. Like, I'm just kind of like. And then, like, we got to go to sleep immediately. Yeah. So it's just it's, sitting in there. Yeah. You know, don't eat at least an hour before you're going to go to bed. Like, that was just a bad move on my part. Then you wake oh, up. Oh, yeah. And then you have the lava you, shit. You it's just, it's just crazy. Lava shit. Yeah. It's just wild. You know, it's a never-ending cycle. So imagine <laughs> doing that for, like, two months. Yeah, so, yeah. If you're like on a full tour, we're only going for like three to five days at a time. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I said, it's great to be in the situation. It's, it's so great fun to though. be back um, and just be in that environment. Yeah, it's priceless. Like all, as much as we just like quote unquote complained, which we really didn't. No, it's just I, a life though. I would I would take all of those terrible yeah. lava shit filled dominoes at four a.m. nights over anything. It's it, the re, the re, and people ask why because again if you think we're complaining, I'm not. This is the life that you live, and I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it either. It's only my second year in as being a promoter this month, and literally, bro, like I I thought it was glory because I when I first met Cato, met him at a Radisson Blue glitz and glamour. I did. I read. I met him. Rolex. I met him at a Radisson Blue, and I met him at a lit fucking show. And then one of my f- first years in the show, we did a three thousand person or whatever it was, a huge fucking show. Debate. It wasn't three thousand. Sorry, the baby. Yeah, fifteen hundred or something like that. It was around. It was there. pretty big, man. It was pretty. That fucking was pretty big. big. Um, and that was like I was like, wow, this is what Cato deals with. And we stayed in really nice hotels, blah blah blah. And then like I have to remind myself, not all tours are that profitable. So we stayed in a shitty place with shitty Domino's and blah blah blah. But that's just the life you live. So if you're ready to be in the music industry, I would say like. Touring super fun outside of COVID. Just remember that before COVID, if you were doing this or if you weren't doing this, if you're just getting into this, like, just remember, like, n- none of this shit is that great. It, the, the, the What's great is the experience of the show the ex- yeah. and meeting the artists and being in that environment. It is not the back end because people do think the amenities are 
the, the fun part. They do because you can. You, if, if you're really, an artist, I mean, it's a different. If you're an artist, even if you're an artist, even if you're an artist, if you wanted to fuck around, right? In some cities, there isn't shit to do. So, for example, for Riff Raff, what was that one show that we did with him that he wanted to like go to a basketball court? He couldn't even do that. Um, what hotel were we at? That was fucking. Oh God, that was weird. Appleton, Wisconsin. Appleton, Wisconsin, and yeah. like it wasn't Milwaukee. It wasn't like a huge, huge city, but it was a pretty developed city. It was okay, and we stayed at a really nice hotel. And he goes, "Dude, do you guys know where a basketball court is?" Dude, we couldn't find one. He ended up dribbling in the hallway. <laughs> he did. He ended up dribbling in the hallway in his hotel room. He just got yeah. bored. And I'm like, even being an artist, if you want to do something fun, like you can't. You gotta make your own fun. Yeah, and like it's getting better, but it's getting it is getting better. But yeah. I think that my favorite. So yeah, to wrap it all up, favorite part of tour is just being back in it. Definitely mm-hmm. not the food, but it's being back in it. Yep. Here's here we go. Remember to have fun under all circumstances no. because there are times where you'll be stressed, you'll be tired, you'll be mad at something. Whatever. Go with the flow. Don't complain Two, like me. Not everything is gonna go the way you planned it. Yo, yeah. Prepare for detours, literally and figuratively. That's my toughest part, dude. Yeah, figuratively. Yeah. Plan for your car plate to come off in the middle of the ride home <laughs> and we're on Which the is, side it's of the in road. my truck right now. Yeah, we're on the side of the road for fucking forty five minutes yep. trying to figure it out. Yeah, have backup plans. <laughs> Even if your backup plans don't work, just like keep on the path. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah, keep on the path. Keep trying and it's keep fun. pursuing it. I'll I'll never for how much work we've put in, I will not take any of it back. I'm blessed to be in this opportunity. No. Blessed to be even working with the people I'm working with. Blessed for to sure. say come October I'm working full time in a music industry that my fucking family always said you know, you should just go to college. You just, I don't think you should even try doing that. It's like, you know, isn't it like 0.1% of people in the music industry even make money from that? You know, like make a living? You know, Kevin, I don't think you can do it. I don't, I don't think you can do it. Fuck you. There you go. You heard it first. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. That's going to be his first book. Fuck you. Kevin Lesh. Kevin Lesh Industries. Oh, am I the only one here? He just like dropped his fucking mic. Who is this guy? All right, I'm out. Thank you, thank you, thank you to every single listener. You have followed me all the way to the end of this episode, and I greatly appreciate you for doing that. Please go give me a follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave me a review. Give it a five star and tell me what you love about this podcast. Every little thing you do helps, including subscribing to me on YouTube. That is Kev's Perspective, K-E-V comma S Perspective. Every single week, I do all of this myself, and I'd greatly appreciate all of you to just give me a follow, throw me a five star, give me a like, whatever you can do to help me grow. I'd greatly appreciate it. Tune in next week to Kev's Perspective. Cheers.